Hello and welcome to another podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. It's estimated that every year Africans living outside of their country of origin send over $40 billion back home. Those remittances are just one way in which the community of overseas Africans or the African diaspora benefit their homeland. In the September issue of Finance and Development magazine, one of the world's leading economists on migration, Dilip Ratha, looks at the contribution being made by overseas Africans, and he presents a strategy to harness the wealth and skills of this sizable and powerful group. Earlier I spoke to Dilip Ratha and asked him about the numbers of Africans who live outside of their country of origin and where exactly they can now be found. The diaspora from Africa number about 30 million if you took a very narrow definition of uh, migrants from Africa. But then, of course, the, the diaspora definition should include second generation and third generation migrants or higher generation migrants as well who still uh, have a good will for, for Africa. So the 31 million size I mentioned is on, this, on the conservative side. This uh, 30 odd million sent about $40 billion a year in remittances. And then these uh, migrants also have a lot of savings. We estimate that about $53 billion uh, per year in saving. But then you asked me about where these migrants are. The United States being the largest migration destination country also has the largest number of migrants. Yet uh, there are African migrants in uh, the UK, in Western Europe, and especially from North Africa, also there are migrants in the Gulf countries. But there are a sizable number of migrants from Africa who also stay on the continent too, am I right? That is absolutely correct. Indeed, for migrants from sub-Saharan African countries, most of the migrants are in sub-Saharan Africa. And one of the positive contributions which diasporas give back to their country of origin is, as you mentioned, remittances. Tell me about how these remittances can benefit their countries of origin. The 30 million odd migrants from Africa send home about $40 billion a year in remittances. The true size of remittances, when we include also unrecorded flows, would be a multiple of that. So it's, it's sizable. The money is not going in, in big bulk to any particular country, but actually it is flowing in the form of $100 a month, maybe $200 per transaction. And these small amounts add up to a lot because there are millions of people sending money. The big positive benefit is immediately at the household level in raising the income level and their ability, the household's ability to buy basic goods like food or clothing or housing. Beyond that, remittances are also used for education and for health expenses. Indeed, we're a bit surprised with uh, the new household survey findings from Africa. And from that, we found that the extent of um, use of remittances for investment purposes, including for business investment purposes, was higher than previously believed. Can I just pick up on that remittances for use of investment issue? Because you come up with one subject which was completely fascinating to me, the idea of diaspora bonds. Could you explain to people who haven't heard about that what they are? Sure. The diaspora bond is a financial instrument to be marketed at a retail level to individuals of um, the diaspora groups abroad. And the diaspora members 
right now are putting their money, small amounts of money, mostly under the mattress or in checking accounts that don't give any, that don't yield any interest rate. If uh, we offered them a diaspora bond that promises to offer 3% or 4% interest rate and also then promises to finance a project back home that they like, then they might be interested in investing. And that could be done with the use of diaspora bonds. And this isn't just a theory. There are actually countries who have implemented this idea of diaspora bonds. Can you tell me how they've gone down in practice? That is absolutely true. There are a couple of countries which have done it very successfully. Uh, India is one which uh, issued diaspora bonds twice or maybe three times, depending on how you define diaspora bonds. In 98, they issued resurgent India bond and raised over $4 billion. That is one successful experience we have that we can learn from. Another experience is from Israel, uh, from the Jewish uh, diaspora. And Israel has been doing this since 1951. Every year they come to the market, they approach their diaspora groups and sell about a billion dollar worth of bonds. And uh, they use these funds for all sorts of infrastructure projects and other development activities. But of late, I think they're using uh, these proceeds mostly to maintain ties with the diaspora. So diaspora bond uh, has been very successful in early years financing infrastructure projects. And more recently, it has been used in, in a sense to literally maintain the bond with the diaspora. Now, one other major benefit which migrant um, populations can bring to their country of origin or, or take back to their country of origin is by encouraging trade and investment. Can you give me concrete examples of where you've seen that in action? We have seen the, the role of overseas Chinese in facilitating foreign direct investment to China, especially through the Hong Kong-Taiwan route. Uh, that's a very clear example. Uh, Korea also benefited from overseas diaspora members uh, in, in terms of attracting foreign direct investment. Diaspora individuals can provide more information about um, the, the, the costs, the processes, the logistics, the, the uh, markets back home, and they can do the matchmaking between uh, exporters or importers um, in their country of origin and also exporters and importers in the country where they live. And presumably on a very fundamental level, it's much easier to do business with somebody with whom you might share a language or a common understanding. That is absolutely true. Knowledge of language establishes a lot of bridges. Familiarity with customs is also important to making business contacts and uh, to establish trust. Such small things matter a lot. So let me just bring this back full circle. We started off by talking about the African diaspora in particular. How far do you think they're going to help and be responsible for Africa's future development? Impossible question, I'm sorry. Yeah. but it, it is indeed an impossible question, and yet um, it seems like a, just the appropriate question now because, as you know, the African Union has identified the diaspora as its sixth economic community or regional community. So they have the east, west, north, south, center, Africa, and then the diaspora is the sixth dimension. There is a lot of willingness to help Africa, and there is a lot of ability on the part of this diaspora to help Africa. If we can provide the right mechanisms, then we probably can tap 
into that willingness and ability. We pointed out remittances, $40 billion a year. Diaspora saving $53 billion a year for Africa. There is the trade connection. There is a knowledge connection, which is priceless. So a lot can be harnessed, and Africa needs a lot. And that was Dilip Ratha, lead economist in the Migration and Remittances Unit of the World Bank. And you can read more about his proposals for harnessing the skills and wealth of the African diaspora in September's issue of Finance and Development magazine, which can be found on the web at www.fand.org.